Today's episode is brought to you by Mike the Motivator. Love, care, motivate is the slogan. Mike the Motivator is motivating the world to have the entrepreneurial spirit on all of his social platforms. Follow him on Instagram, Mike underscore the motivator. Facebook.com, Mike the Motivator AZ. www.mikethemotivator.com. Love, care, motivate is the slogan. Let's start the show. Hey, hey, yes. H-O. Murder capital, Willie murder for capital. H-O. Yes. Kanye, so you did it again. You a genius. Vegan cups. Vegan soda. Vegan soda. He got them dark forces in him, but he also got a righteous cause for sending them a murder. So I gotta murder them first. Yes. Doctors performing procedures. Jesus. Organic condoms. Condoms are organic. Bro, how fire was Kanye West back then? Kanye West was a legend. I mean, he's still fire, but my God. That beats, that's underrated. That's vintage Kanye right that's there. vintage Kanye. That's pre-Kanye Kardashian. That's the Kanye that he would play the beat and jump on top of the table and go crazy. Yes. Like, Jay, listen to this shit. Pre-Kanye Yeezys. Pre-Adidas. Pre Nike Kanye. That's not, not Nike Kanye. That's yeah. Nike Kanye. <laughs> that's Nike Kanye. He went to Adidas and lost his fucking shell. I know. Two-tone superstar. Rich Rico. Stage Two Big Podcast. We lit. Let's get, it let's go, let's get right into it. What's up, bro? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super fucking Bowl. Oh, my God. Patriots-Falcons last Sunday. How incredible was that? Incredible fucking game. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever live. Best quarterback. I wouldn't say the greatest. No, he's the greatest. Yeah, he is the greatest. He's just not the best. Who's the best? Aaron Rodgers. That Aaron guy Rodgers. out there. Yes, mechanically. He's like... He's like... um. Biggie Smalls. If if Nico was here with us today, Nico would make an argument for Warren Moon. Now I used to be like Nico, what the fuck, Warren Moon? But when he broke down what he meant by Warren Moon, it made fucking sense. As Ain't far no as real, best goes, no real nigga has ever seen Warren Moon play in the UFL. His time in or Minnesota the Canadian was... Football League, bro. He didn't play in the NFL for the first like eight years, and he's still like, like once they when they do the ESPN markers like the top ten quarterbacks records, he's always like number seven and number eight, like as far as like overall stats. Warren and, Moon, yeah, and he didn't play his first seven eight years. The thing he got the stats, but the the things I see with my eyes with Aaron Rodgers is is just miraculous. He can make make crazy fucking throws. Yeah, he's fucking fire. Yeah, like he just makes miraculous throws, and he he just got the is it, he he runs State Farm or Geico. State Farm. Yeah, he he's one of those guys that's always going to dominate a State Farm commercial. Discount double check. Yes. He yes. yucks it up with the refs. He, he's one of those guys you can go get a beer with. I can't go get a beer with Tom Brady. I can go get a beer with Big Ben. Oh, yeah. You Big might, Ben. You might rape somebody as well if you want to Big Ben. Listen to some, listen to some country <laughs> music. Head down the back road. Sneaky back road. Super Bowl is incredible, man. It started all fucking lit. You know what's um, crazy though? There was no story for the Super Bowl, so we all thought this shit was gonna be trash, but it ended up being incredible. Being incredible, no story. Only story was uh, Brady getting the trophy handed to him by Roger Goodell. Uh, Super Bowl started off incredible. The overall commercials of the Super Bowl was trash. You know what? I think this is the first year ever I didn't even pay attention to the commercials of the Super Bowl. Um, Bro, it's during the national anthem, and I'm. I'm like, okay, here here comes the fucking billion dollar ads, and then 
they just had regular ads. They like they just had like a regular Pepsi commercial. Did they have the commercial this year with the dog and the horse, the Budweiser commercial? Did not have that what classic. What the fuck? Did not have that classic. That's piece. Why I watched the Super Bowl? Yes, for that classic piece of film right there. Do they have? Did they have any classic Doritos commercials? No classic what the Doritos. Fuck, man. They didn't give us no Lay's. No sour cream and onion chips. Did they have Cedric the Entertainer dancing with a Bud Light in his hand? No Cedric the, the Entertainer. Fuck? They didn't even give us the GoDaddy with the young goddess showing her breasts. Wow. When we have to go to the website to see the full unedited commercial. Now, if this would have been Tom Brady versus the Cowboys, would we have seen those commercials? I think we would. That would have been an incredible fucking bowl. You imagine Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I, mean, I don't think the game itself. Well, the thing about it is I don't think the Super Bowl game was good. I think the game was trash, you know? It was two lopsided halves. The first half was dominated by the Falcons. The Patriots sucked. And the second half, the Falcons couldn't fucking move. The only thing that made it epic was that comeback. That that quarter and a half comeback from the mid 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 third quarter to the end of the game in overtime. But other than that, the game was kind of whack. You're right. And my thing is Dan Quinn, the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know who the fucking coordinator is. Why aren't you running Kyle the, Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. Why aren't you running the ball? He's now the coach of the 49ers. Yes. Why aren't you running the ball? Well, you know, it makes sense for them to run the ball three, four times, or three times, then kick the field goal, right? But you can also think, what if there's a fumble? What if they lose yardage? Whatever the case may be. But the the reason why I believe they didn't run it is because that's not how Atlanta has played all year. They're not that type of type of team you know they they try to run it down your throat not run the ball down your throat but score you know what i'm saying with julio jones muhammad sanu taylor gabriel the two uh running backs tevin coleman and dante Devontae freeman that can catch out the backfield that's not their game it was never their game this year so i don't really get mad at them for not doing it that way because they stay true to who they are but at the end of the day it bit them in the ass and they lost you have to run the ball in that situation that's when you're not paying you're not playing situational football right there during those two weeks of Super Bowl prep, you should have prepped for when we get a big league, you know, we're just going to run the ball and keep doing three and, and outs. they have the, one of the best kickers of all time, Matt Bryant, who was fucking ice, you know, during the season for his, uh, you know, his kicks. And a 40-yarder would have been like a 20-yarder to a normal kicker to him. It would have been easy. Would have so, been fucking easy. Yeah. So what did you think of the actual game? You like the game? Actual game of the Super Bowl, like you said, it was uh, lopsided. I was actually hyped because I'm a Patriots hater. So I was hyped when it got to 28-3. I was like, okay, the game's over. Let me get my memes ready. Oh God, memes man. is memes is locked and loaded, ready to be uploaded to all social media sites, all of them, even Pornhub. Memes are going to fly. What's crazy is that um, Muhammad Sanu and Taylor Gabriel, after the Super Bowl, like on Instagram, like a day later, they showed like little clips of what the players were saying uh, on the sidelines. And Muhammad Sanu was talking to Taylor Gabriel. There were two receivers for the Falcons. And uh, one of them was saying, um, you know, we got to put 40 on the ass. And he was like, yeah, we got to. He was like, yeah, this is it. It's over. And then the other dude said, it's Tom Brady, though. And he was like, yeah, that's why we got to get 40 on him. Yeah, we got to to win this. So even though they was up 28 to 3 or whatever, the dude said, it's Tom Brady, though. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Tom Brady can come back, and he did, man. This shit was fucking fire. Tom Brady did show a, a valiant effort as uh, one, one, of a decent, one of the decent quarterbacks in the NFL. He showed a valiant effort. That was – I'm confused on how Tom Brady – 
has Caucasian wide receivers and they are always open and they're not athletic. They're always open, bro. They're always, always open. open. It's, I think it's just a scheme they run, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit here and break down football because then we'll lose all the listeners. But, <laughs> this, I mean, it works with every receiver they had from Wes Welker to the Julian Edelmans to, I mean, anybody. You could throw me in there. I'll, I'll get 70 yards in the touchdown in the Super Bowl. That that really means that uh, Rob Gronkowski's worth really means absolutely shit. Well, this is the, this is the crazy thing, right? Like I said, I don't want to break down football too much, but the Patriots just won the the Super Bowl, right? And right now, if you predict the AFC team to go to the Super Bowl again, it's probably going to be the Patriots next year. They can make they can trade Rob Gronkowski and sign Martellus Bennett and get a second round pick for Rob Gronkowski, second or third round pick. They have they can trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns and get the twelfth pick overall in the draft. Mm. They they turned uh, a Chandler Jones trade to the Cardinals um, into Malcolm Mitchell, a receiver who they really love, who got seventy yards in the Super Bowl. They have a, a draft pick coming for Landon Collins, who they who uh, they traded to the Browns earlier this year. It's like it's fucking incredible the pieces that they have. Like they have pieces in place. That a team that's rebuilding has in place, but they just won the Super Bowl. It's fucking nuts, man. That team, like they can win the Super Bowl literally every year. Every year, genius of Coach Belichick, the Martellus Bennett. He recently said he won't be going to the White House. We'll talk about that in a minute. But as far as after the first half, halftime performance, Lady Gaga literally jumps off of Texas Stadium. Into the fucking abyss. Did you see the memes of Lady Gaga? I seen the memes. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, Lady Gaga just jumped off of the fucking top of the building. And everybody on social media is saying Beyonce could not do that. Are you insane? Beyonce could Beyonce would literally come off a F-16. A fighter jet skydiving. A fighter jet. Fighter jet. If they want to take pregnant twins, triplets, if Beyonce wanted to fucking go there, she could go there. Stop putting Lady Gaga in the same breath or sentence as how fucking much, Beyonce. Tone, how much does that anger you, bro? When that people, fucking angers me. How does that anger you, bro? That, Why does it anger you? Because, like, you're putting Lady Gaga, somebody who's lost all of her thick fucking thighs, in the same fucking sentence as Beyonce, man. She did not have the 10th the of a Super Bowl performance, man. Get him, Tom. It was horrible. Lady Gaga, she's up there looking like the Illuminati, sacrificing goats. Get him, Tom. Looking like a fucking man. Her, her white weave wasn't even done. Dookie braids in the fucking weave, man. Get him, Tom. I didn't, Lady Gaga performed. She didn't even do anything political, man. The last year, Beyonce came out there looking like Huey P. Newton of the Black Panthers. Lady Gaga literally looked like she, like one of those Sinister, Sinister Five movies. Like The Conjuring and the fucking, what's one of those? The Ring. The Ring. Get him, Tom. Horrible, man. That was the worst Super Bowl performance in NFL history. You're, you're calling that right now. The history. worst Super Bowl performance in history. That was absolutely the worst Super Bowl performance I've seen in history. Hey, I know Akon is at home, was at home petting his cat barefoot on his alpaca rug. You know, and he just made millions off of this. Chilling next to his blood diamonds. Just <laughs> chilling, man. Akon's Ever since it. he signed Lady Gaga, Akon even put out one song, bro. Akon just been in fucking Africa. 
We're locked up playing through the through the through the bowl system through the house. <laughs> Probably as mad African refugees just chilling with guns ready to unload. So Beyonce Super Bowl. What's the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time? We're gonna exclude Michael Jackson because it's not even fair. Like that's probably the greatest performance in the history of like yes. music altogether. Yes. So I'm not even gonna count that. So what's other than Michael Jackson, fucking masterpiece of a monumental performance? What's the greatest performance of all time? I think I gotta go with Beyonce and that chick Bruno Mars. That was absolutely incredible. Was that last year? That was last year when Beyonce what? came out with the fucking gold who, vest. Who, who was the actual? Who's actual performer though? Because Beyonce came in as a guest performer. <laughs> oh shit! N- niggas don't even know that Coldplay was the performer. It was Coldplay. Coldplay, and they brought Bruno Mars and Be- yeah, I had no idea. To yeah. me, that was Bruno Mars and Beyonce yeah. halftime show. Like Coldplay was up to Chris Martin performing those great, amazing records that they have. Now I think that. We should sign a petition to get Beyonce and Bruno Mars to do the uh, the halftime show every year. Beyonce should do it. She had did it like the last two two years. Well, she did the one in New Orleans by herself with uh, with uh, not New Orleans was it New Orleans? Yeah, where the lights went out. Remember, it was oh the, with the Baltimore Ravens, the Niners and the Ravens. Yeah. that was her show. Fire. Um, and then she did this one with uh, Bruno Mars. Has she been in another one? Is that the only two? I know she did the national anthem one time in a Houston Super Bowl. She did the national anthem. She absolutely bodied. This it. was the Houston Super Bowl. Yeah, it was another Houston one. Oh, yeah, she did. She did the national anthem. Um, yeah, we need Beyonce and uh, who would you like to see do a Jay Z? Oh yeah. Why the fuck is the NFL not hate? Why are they hating on Jay Z when the Super Bowl was in New York? Why wasn't Jay Z the performer? Why wasn't he? That would have been absolutely incredible. You imagine hearing public service announcement in front of all those white people. Man, Jay Z would bring out everybody, bro. My God, can you imagine hearing "Get Your Mind Right"? No, he wouldn't perform that. But still, some B-side fire. I I want him to perform the most drug-related song ever. All B-side records. All B-side records. I know. Hove could do it, man. I would like to see Drake. That would be like an R&B halftime show. Drake. Like imagine, imagine you just broke up with your girl, bro, during Super Bowl. I don't know, bro. I think Drake. I don't know if Drake would be able to get the crowd hype enough unless he just does all his hype records. Yeah, you're right. But then I want to hear Marvin's Room. I want to hear yes. Come Through. I want to hear through. some fire record. But you're right, though. If I just broke up with my girl and I was watching that. Super Bowl? Like, he would get you through halftime. He would get me through halftime. During that slow moment, Drake would get you through halftime. Another one, fucking Migos. <laughs> my God. Did you see the meme of the Migos, how they put the Migos on Michael Jackson's head? And then they had fucking uh, the bad and oh, bougie. Oh, yeah, 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 Incredible. Migos, Migos should have been Super Bowl performer at halftime. Yeah, they should have been. They should have been played. I think Johnny Jackson fucked all that up, though. Because if you remember, before that Johnny Jackson show, they were starting to let, like, Nelly did the, the halftime show with yeah. Britney Spears and yeah. Justin Timberlake. But because Janet Jackson, um, you know, showed her, her titties. That overrated breasts. Yeah. So <laughs> the overrated breasts. I think Super Bowl scared to put a, a rapper on her, thinking that they're going to drop some N-bombs or some F-bombs on live on TV. But the NFL's full of minorities. It's full of niggas. Niggas is in the locker room bumping Migos and Boosie. Go ahead and give the fans. But the Super Bowl is more corporate. Like, I don't think it's really natural football fans that be at Super Bowls. Yeah, I think it'd be like, like Tom from marketing. Yes, like 
Ted from the golf course. Yeah. Just, just broke a six-hour deal playing six rounds of goofy golf. Bradley Willington from <laughs> from the country club. Sneaky Bradley <laughs> Willington. You imagine Bradley Willington might be a great CEO, bro. <laughs> That probably be the guy I hated a call center. Bradley Willington. Yeah, got his shirt tucked in all perfect. <laughs> God, man, I need to start dressing like that, man. All right, man. So, shirt tucked. Super Bowl was uh to wrap up the Super Bowl. It was um, I guess it comes down. I don't know if it's the probably the greatest Super Bowl game. First time it went to overtime. Like it might have been. Uh, the thing about it is I can't say it was the greatest Super Bowl game because it wasn't like edge of your seat the whole game. Just the last. Quarter and a half, of it was fire. You know what yeah. I'm saying the first three quarters basically was trash. It was yeah. just absolute toilet water. So, I mean, it's the greatest moment in Super Bowl history. I think is is definitely the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. It might be one of the greatest comebacks in in the history of of football. Period. Other than that, Mike Vick comeback against the Giants, but um, I mean, it's up there. It's definitely top three. You know what I'm saying? Based on the the moment itself. Speaking of the moment, um, this white girl, I do not know her name. I have not fact-checked her name. The white girl with the Catch Me Outside from Dr. Phil was recently in a Kodak Black video. This is another case of you can go viral and start getting that fucking bread. I don't know. What is her name? What is the white girl's name? Well, the thing about it is, excuse me. The thing about it is, um, she's actually a genius, right? And genius. Re- yeah, she's a genius. Well, whoever her manager is, wh- whoever the hell it is, they're genius because Dr. Phil just booked her to come back on his show to talk about what's been going on ever since. He paid her 30 G's to come on the show. That means Dr. Phil's ratings are going down the toilet water, and he well shit. If you got a thirty thousand dollar budget, you you got some bread. Well, I don't I, I don't know if it's the ratings because I think Dr. Phil is one of those regular shows that has the same viewers watching him all the time. Mm. But I think you know you want to capitalize on on some shit like that. You know what I'm saying so. He paid her 30 G's. She's getting paid five G's to make uh, an appearance like on YouTube. Anytime she's on like any type of YouTube channel. She's getting paid 5G, so she's getting money, man. Her mom's, you know, you know, ranking this in. Danielle's over there fucking making bread. That's her name? Danielle? Yeah, Danielle, like some super, you know, chick from, weird Chick from name. Dr. Phil. Um, one of those, one of those uh, shows where they have, like, the disgruntled teens. I don't know why this one chose to be Go Viral. Because Maury Povich has a slew of these type of shows. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a it's a white girl talking black saying yes. catch me outside, how about that? Remember like, Jenny Jones? It became a meme. Oh my <laughs> god. Jenny Jones would fucking dominate this dominate era. Dominate this era. Jenny Jones had mad young white Rude girls on Jude. there. Rude Jude, remember Rude Jude? Rude Jude she made Rude Jude a fucking star. He got his own radio show now. Does he? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, like Jenny Jones if you young listen to this podcast, she was a female daytime talk show host and her she had the most craziest topics and she had topics of like young young 10 year olds and young female women's uh kids that were going through troubled times and they would be talking like real real crazy on her show like this is this is like light work i've seen girls i've seen girls on jenny jones asking for fades inside the venue bro don't catch me outside fight me in here bitch. bro what about when jerry springer was at the height of his shit 
when he when the show was actually non-scripted. That's what I'm saying. When like people like actually used to scrap, yes. chunk them from the shoulder, throw them hands. Like imagine that in social media era. My God, bro. My fucking God. Oh, my God. I used to literally, like, ditch school in high school because the homie would come up on a Springer tape. On a Springer tape. Uncensored. You remember the the uncensored Springer tape? It's on pay-per-view, bro. Yes, me and my homie, um, Sean Red, probably one of the most coolest people I've ever met. Probably one of the most underrated basketball players in the history of Arizona. Oh, yeah. Never heard. Never heard of. He's probably the best basketball player I've seen up close uh, besides Steve Nash. He had an ugly shot, but it always went in. Always went in. Always X-Men. went in. But me and Sean Red used to ditch school. This is when we were teenagers. He would have a uncensored Jerry Springer tape. We would ditch school with women, two girls, and we would watch the tape and we would reenact the fights just so we can get sneaky feels Hold on, on the females. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You, Sean Red, and two young tenders would go back to somebody's house. You would throw on the Jerry Springer show. Uncensored tape. And you would role play. Role play the What fights. just happened. Yes. Oh, my God. And we would use that as a cover-up to get sneaky feels. We called them sneaky feels. Sneaky we were young. feels. Yeah, and I remember um, I used to be in a, in, a, in a clique called The Firm in high school. Shout, shout out to The Firm. Shout out to The Firm. We were, you know, notorious for... The the sneaky fills in the firm hallway where chicks have to walk through. <laughs> I want to get inside that. For respect, respect to my fiance, I don't want to get inside that. The firm hallway Shit went down at my homie. My homie is Trisha's that rape house. culture? Huh? Is that rape culture? <laughs> but we was all like, we was all under eighteen, so it's like. Damn, and actually, we was all under 18, and some of the girls that was there were, like, actually 18, 19. So it was, like, it was kind of, oh, okay. like, reverse, but yeah, it, was, it was fucking crazy, man. Shout out to The Firm, man. It was one of the funnest times of my life. Shout out to The Firm. Uh, yeah, the girl, she's making money. She's in a Kodak Black video. Kodak Black probably smashed, allegedly. Um, she's 13, bro. She's th- oh, shit. Res- respect respect to the young goddess. Her I name's Danielle Brigoli. How long, how long ago was she on Dr. Phil? Just last year. Like September oh, last year, I think. Damn. Uh, well, that's what when was, was she Kate. on the show for? Um, beating up her mom. She was putting hands on moms. Putting hands on moms. Damn, that's only that's only respectfully. That's only in a white family. Yeah. You're not gonna see a Mexican girl putting her hands or a black girl or a black girl. You imagine that. You imagine <laughs> a girl trying to whoop? Nah, man. They getting putting hands on them. Stomp the fuck down and then, out. And then on Thanksgiving, when they go to Big Mama's house, she's getting stomped oh, out again. Big Mama, her cousins beating them down with the uh, with the with the big arm making them good collard greens. <laughs> that incredible potato salad. <laughs> incredible. They gotta have that. They gotta have that obese arm though. I saw a meme where this guy did obese arm. Obese arm. Shout out Soulful T. If y'all, if you guys like YouTube, you. YouTube Soulful Tea. What's Soulful Tea? Soulful Tea is a chef. She's a um, a black woman. Yeah. She's a chef. And she has the most ratchet cooking show ever on YouTube. She made everything is 100% oh. fat. Is it, the, is it the lady that got famous like on Instagram for yes. like making that weird shit? Yes. Like, but it's all, all fat. fat. Yeah. It's all fat. Like <clears throat> she made mac and cheese. She put like three tubs of sour cream in it. <laughs> Shout out Soulful T. Look up Soulful T. She is a fucking goddess. 
Yeah, so uh, speaking speaking of um, uh, I got I don't even know how to segue this shit. I'm just gonna go into it. Charles fucking Oakley, New York. If if you're young, listen to this podcast. Charles Oakley was a power forward in the NBA in the '90s. He might have played in the '80s. Played for the uh, Chicago Bulls recently. I never saw this nigga play one minute for the Bulls, but I did see his whole career playing for the New York Knickerbockers. He was a part of the fucking Knicks with the '90s Knicks, '90s Knicks. Anthony Mason, Ewing, Charles Starks, Oakley. Derek Harper, um, Allen Houston, Allen Houston, Greg Anthony. If you're young, listening to the podcast, the Knicks were a rough and tough fucking fire squad that gave the Bulls hell. Charles Oakley was recently at a basketball game where he bought his tickets and allegedly he's yelling at a owner by the name of James Dolan. And James Dolan looks at Charles Oakley, looks at his fucking men in black security, get Charles Oakley the fuck out the building. Yes. Charles Oakley. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a basketball fan and you're under, I don't know, 24, 25. Right. You don't know who Charles Oakley is. Charles Oakley would run the fade out of anybody on the court. Anybody. At any time. Any time. Back then, you can get away with, with knocking somebody down and not getting a technical or not getting kicked out the game. Charles Oakley was known for doing this. Oakley and Mason and then the, the Davis brothers over there in, um, Payson, in Indiana. Indiana. These people would choke you in mid-game. And dude, and, and and nobody would be able to do nothing about it. Literally so, get choked. So I'm saying that just so you know that New York loves Charles Oakley. The city of New York adores Charles Oakley for that bad boy that he was when he played with the Knicks, right? Right. Now, the Knicks are trash right now. So New the city of New York, they hate James Dolan. They hate that organization because of how historic it is and how trash and mediocre it is right now so charles oakley actually came out winning in this situation like the dude tried the dude went uh james Dolan, the owner went on a rampage on a tour saying that charles oakley is an alcoholic that he needs help blah 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 trying to ruin his image but it did nothing to ruin his image if anything it made his legend grow even bigger in new york it made him a real nigga (laughs) yeah and they he won't accept them into the Ring of Honor, the New York Ring of Honor, because of all the issues that he had. Um, you know what I'm saying with them. Why isn't somebody like Charles Oakley, whose blood, sweat, and tears is in Madison Square Garden? Why doesn't he have comp tickets? Give this man comp tickets for life. Why did he literally have to go to his PayPal and purchase tickets, man? Like I said, man, they don't like him. They 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 they. they he's always been vocal. Like they hate Charles Oakley. They despise Charles. They wish that he never played for the Knicks. That's crazy. Did you see how the security ran up on Oakley and Oakley started giving them niggas the business? Yeah. Instantly gave them the business. Instantly. I felt like somebody somebody posted a tweet. He was like, what, what happened? Charles Oakley in a fight at Madison Square Garden? So what's new? It's like, so what's new? Yeah. That's, that's what he's known for. That's what he's known for, man. Shout out Oakley, free Oakley. He's supposed to be dropping a, a press conference next week. Speaking of the New York fucking Knicks. Phil Jackson is on Twitter cooking Carmelo Anthony publicly. Publicly. Bro, is Phil Jackson trying to get fucking fired? Or is he trying to get Melo the fuck out of here or both? I don't know. What's crazy is that Carmelo Anthony is probably one of the most famous and recognizable um, 
superstars, athletes, I would say top five in that regard as far as his fame goes, right. his NBA fame. Now, I'm not talking about him as a player, but I'm talking about his fame as a player, not his actual playing ability. So he's probably one of the top five in that regard as far as more recognizable. And the Knicks, when they run commercials now, they don't run commercials with Carmelo as a promo. They run commercials with Porzingis as a promo. So it's like with Porzingis as a promo. So it's like they're not even, they're not even giving Melo no more promotional time anymore. No promotional time, bro. Yeah, because like when it's on ABC and it says um, tonight's game, we have Steph Curry and the Warriors. Now we're playing Christoph Porzingis now, and, and the, the Knicks. Knicks. Like yesterday, they had a commercial of a little kid in a Knicks jersey. Um, I was watching the Oak, the the Thunder and the um, the Thunder and the uh, Warriors game, and they had a commercial of a little kid wearing a Knicks uh, jersey. Like you know how they have the commercial of the kids, yeah. like yeah, yeah. And it was a Porzingis jersey. There, the marketing team is getting mellow out the paint. They're about to get him out. It's Por- that's Porzingis country now. It's Porzingis team now, man. And Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson was the genius that drafted Porzingis. That might have been the only thing Phil Jackson did good in New York. Was draft Porzingis? I remember everybody, including myself, were saying how how much of a trash pick this was. Laughing at the Knicks. Yeah. And there's only one person that I know that said, "Man, this is fire. The dude's the dude's gonna ball out." And there was a homie T Watts, Thomas Watkins on Facebook. Yeah, he did say that. He was the only one. He, well, he's a real basketball player, so he probably looks at the game a little different than a lot of people that we do. So um, he was the one saying that he was gonna be good, and everybody's like, "Man, get the fuck out of here. He's gonna be trash." And Lo and behold, Porzingis is fire. Porzingis lit. I can, uh, shout out to the teams that passed that passed up the uh, the next Dirk Nowinski. Well, the thing about it is, the teams that passed them up had to pass them up because they drafted. Uh, what draft was he in? Was he on the uh, the Okafor Towns draft with nah. Angela Russell? He might have been yeah, in that draft. It was that one. So I mean, who are you going to pick? Lakers. You know Lakers wish they would have picked Kristoff now because D'Angelo oh, yeah, Russell. D'Angelo. He went to snitching. So if you can go back and, and redo the draft, Towns would still be number one. And Kristoff would be two. Two. So he would have went to the Sixers. Oh no, we didn't want him. And the Lakers would have got Jaleel Okafor. Well, the Lakers. I don't know. Lakers are two. Yeah, Lakers were two, and yeah. they picked D'Lo. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jaleel. Yeah, so the Lakers would have got Porzingis. Yeah, you imagine Porzingis in L.A. It would have been incredible, bro. Like it comes down to. The, the relationship with Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony, Phil Jackson is just fucking hurt, man. He misses his girl, man. He misses Jeannie fucking Buss. He remembered, he, 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 he wants to go back to L.A. and bust down that box again. Jeannie Buss left Phil Jackson heartbroken, and Phil Jackson's taking it out on Melo, bro. You think that's what it is? Yes, a young tender. The Zen master? Yes. A young billionaire tender? A young billionaire tender. Phil Jackson's getting that vagina, man. You just take that shit away from an old-ass nigga with bad hips. You took billions of dollars away, a young tender. Yeah. Damn, bro, that's true. That's why Phil Jackson does not want to fuck a male. He's ready to... Phil Jackson's ready to quit so he can go be with his girl, man. He's like, I'm tired of running this New York shit. I need to go be with Jeannie. Because that's a young tender, man. He needs to be back with his bitch, man. That's true. Get Phil Jackson back with his bitch, man. So, speaking of being with a girl, Trey Songs has a new show coming out on VH1 called Tremaine the Playboy. I am here for that. (laughs) 
So it's basically like Flavor of Love, but with with, with Trey Songz. Yes, Flavor of Love. A lot of Snapchat hoes. A lot of Instagram bitches. A lot of Twitter honeys. That show's gonna be fucking lit, bro. Does Does Trey Songz need this show? He might. Is like his last. I did not download his last. I didn't download the last mixtape with him and Fab. I did not get his last album. Trey Songz needs this look. Like this is perfect for Trey Songs. Like this is like we're about to see live. Mister Steal Your Girl. Mister Steal Your Girl. It's probably gonna be a lot of comedy in it. It might look like the game show. Remember the game? Uh, I never watched that. I never watched that, that one episode of the game. That, that show was incredible. Um, I respect the game too much as a rapper to watch that show. I did watch <laughs> Mary in the game though. Mary in the game was fire. Great family show. Right Great there. family show. Great family show. I'm here for I'm here for the uh, Flavor of Love Trey Songs edition, man. The Trey Songs edition, the Flavor of Love. I'm here for it. I don't know. We I might mean, find a gym like Hoops, and I still search for her sex tape every single day. Every day. Every day in my search engine on Google, I'm looking for the Hoop sex tape. In the past five years, you've you've searched Hoop sex tape every day. Every day. I've been on Pornhub praying that one day it will pop up in the Pornhub feed. And it's never popped up. It's never popped right. up. So, yeah, I mean, I think Trey Songs, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. I used to watch it like that all the time, but I don't really watch it nowadays. <laughs> um, mainly because I just don't have time. Um my girl is a huge Trey Songs uh, fan, so she's not allowed to watch the show by any means. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep your queen fucking away from that Trey Songz yeah, show. Yeah, keep your girl away from the Trey Songz during the, during the time that that song that show comes on. Take your girl out to eat. Take your Relig- girl every week out to fucking eat. Take her out to eat because Mister Still Your Girl will be in there singing sweet nothings, licking necks. Yeah, man. Talking about, yeah. Speaking of reality shows, do you watch Black Ink? Um, I've I've watched some of them. I don't like I watched the first season. I watched a couple episodes with like Duchess and Duchess Caesar. Caesar. Oh shit, Walt Puma? Sky Puma. Puma in there. They got Puma out the fucking show. He's no longer on the show. When 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 they get him on the show? What season? This season. Okay. Yeah, Black Ink has like a whole new budget now. Like they getting fucking money. Oh, for real? Yeah, but <laughs> on Black Ink, they have a fucking receptionist named Sky. I might need the rant music for this one. I Let might cue up the fucking music, man. Sky? Sky. Is her name? On Black Ink. My thing is they have a two t- uh, uh, a tattoo shop on 113th in Harlem. Harlem. Next to fucking a... On 13th and Lennox? 13th and Lennox. Dipset mixtapes. Fucking Sky says she is a receptionist. She has never booked a fucking appointment, nigga. Get him, Tone. Why is she at the front desk? Nobody comes into that fucking shop. Get him, Tone. All she does is sit there and show off her fucking Dr. Miami boobs. She got a horrible Dr. Miami ass job. She was in Arizona in fucking Tent City, chilling with Joe Arpaio. She was really in Tent City, bro. Does she know how to work Excel? She, she does not know how to work Excel. Bro, She they said she's on the episode, she's complaining that she wants to be manager. Bitch, how are you the receptionist you want to be manager? Does she know how to run payroll? Does all to run payroll? ACW's high. Get them to. Lay for breaks. I'm mad. Fuck Black Ink, man. I'm mad, bro. It's turning into love and hip-hop. I love Black Ink because Black Ink was one of the realest reality shows. Now they're setting up scenes like love and hip-hop. 
they're telling like, okay, we're gonna have y'all in this restaurant. Do y'all niggas just talk about this? Do they have like uh, in Black Ink? Do they have like scripted like love stories? I don't think no love story is scripted in Black Ink. That's why I say it's not like it's not forced like love and hip hop. Okay, so I'm just looking up Sky from Black Ink. She looks good. I like Sky. She's a nice looking tender. Nice. That's a nice tender. That's a nice buffalo tender. Yeah. A lot of tattoos. One twenty five. One twenty five or Supreme. I fuck with Sky. I fuck with Sky. She's funny. She's really funny on the show. But you're just upset that she does nothing. Yes, I'm upset that they have a receptionist on this reality. Like her job title, like when she's on the show, the the sign that comes it says receptionist. So she's like guest services at the mall. She's like guest services, bro. She's on the internet all day. Yes, the, she's, she's on boxing.com. She's all on day. boxing all day. She's looking up how to get new tats. She's on Pinterest looking up vegan meals. Vegan for the or night. organic shit or organic tattoos. She's looking how to get a vegan tat. I'm fucking pissed at Black Ink, man. Watch Black Ink next week. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm not really into Black Ink. Like, like I said, I watch a few episodes, like when my girl used to watch it. And I, you know, I come downstairs. I, I might watch an episode or two, but I never was like really into it. Like, bro, they had an episode last week of of Sky looking for her mom, who's allegedly on crack, and they get in a Mona Scott's Benz, her and this dude Caesar, and they're just driving through the Bronx looking for her mom. Is there any any Miami Vice music playing? No, no, there's no Miami <laughs> Vice music playing. No, they're just driving. Any, any shots of the wheel with the road just going down? No, none of that. No, Fat Joe. They're just driving through the Bronx saying, we looking for the fire moms, huh? Let's fire your moms, huh? Skies, huh? Let's fire your moms, huh? Shit like that, son. It was Sky and who else? Caesar. It wasn't Puma? No, no. it wasn't. Puma's, oh, okay. Puma's done. Oh, he's done? He got another shot called Art to Ink. Art to Ink? He, he got a show? No, he got a shop. Oh, I think shop. he got the shop because of the show, but since he's out on the show. Oh, he probably had bread because of the show. So. Yeah, yeah, he opened it up. Speaking of uh, pissed off and mad... Uh, Donald Trump, uh, I guess the federal court appeals Donald Trump's request to enforce his ban. The federal court told Trump get the fuck out of here. And Donald Trump told a judge in the courthouse saying, I'll see you in court. <laughs> he said that? <laughs> yeah. This is our fucking president, man. Trump's fucking crazy, bro. I found out that you have to be in office for 90 days before you can start getting impeached. He might get impeached, bro. <laughs> bro, seriously, I was, I was, I was telling, uh, I was telling somebody the other day. I do not think I don't see Trump doing all four years. I really don't. I really can't see Trump doing four years. It's crazy that if he does get impeached or some shit like that, his life's gonna be over because his business is gonna be done. Like, he's gonna be done. Did you see the handshake with him and the the Asian guy? Yeah, him pulling him. And yeah. The Asian guy rolled his eyes like, what the what the fuck? fuck? Was Why that? is he pulling him? Yeah, Trump is running this shit like a reality show. I'm glad they uh they got the band the fuck up out of here, man. You hear about the you hear about the Mesa woman that got deported after being here 21 years? Mesa? Yeah. What country was she from? Mesa, Arizona. She's from Mexico. They deported her. Yeah, she's been here 21 years. She had a 14 year old uh a kid and a 16 year old kid. They both born here, went to school. Um, but because they're deporting basically all felons, she had a felony for, um. You know, quote unquote, um, identity theft. But it wasn't necessarily identity theft. She used a random social security number to work. And that's what they call it, right? They found mm. out about that. So for 21 years, she's been reporting to the, uh, to immigrate for not 21 years, for 10 years, she's been reporting like weekly or monthly to immigration. 
But, you know, they said, fuck that. Felons, you're getting the fuck out of here. So they deported her, man. It's fucked Got her up. Out the, that's fucking crazy. Like, if she's been here that long, she just needs to chill, man. Yeah. Just let her stay. Let her raise her family. Let her do her thing. But a lot of people are going to disagree with you in that situation, so. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, a lot of, like, the white, the white people disagree. White people would disagree. Well, yeah. a lot, not necessarily white people. A lot of other people that don't believe that people should be here that aren't from this country disagree. But they're not from the country. Yeah, but, you know, they don't want to hear that. They're not from the country, man. Let her stay. Let her chill. That's that's horrible for a family. We have to reach out to her somehow. And then um, Aretha Franklin saying she's retired. I thought she'd been retired. I thought retired. she'd been retired. <laughs> I thought she was retired years I have not ago. Checked, I have not checked for a new Aretha song. Um, I heard she was dropping her own version of Patty Pies. I'm interested in tasting that delicious, delicate treat. <laughs> the patty pie? Patty pie is a delicious treat. You trying to get an Aretha pie? Yeah, I'm wanting Aretha pie. I've bro. never tasted the patty pie. Bro, Thanksgiving like two bro, years ago, man. When they when they first came out, bro, I remember you was going from store to store looking for the patty searching pie. Searching for that <laughs> delicate. Searching. Patty has some kind of fucking crack in that bro, pie, Bro, people man. were in line. Yes. Like some Jordans came out for the patty pie. the patty pie. Every Thanksgiving, I want a fucking patty pie. It's not Thanksgiving without it. Not Thanksgiving without a fucking patty pie. Shout out Patty LaBelle. I did not know Aretha Franklin fucking retired, man. I did not fucking know. Um, what else we got? Oh, paparazzi at Scotty Pippen. Where's future? Because I guess he's getting back with his wife. Bro, How disrespectful! I would instantly. Man? Bro, I might have murdered that paparazzi right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm trying to get bro. back with my wife, man. You had some like where the side nigga at? Like, I might have murdered. Fuck? I didn't see the video, but how did Pippen react? I don't know how he reacted. He might have blocked the shot or something. <laughs> We went stole stole the camera and dunked it. <laughs> Might have prevented the ISO. <laughs> prevented the ISO, bro. People, have you, bro, Google Scotty Pippen a highlight tape of Scotty Pippen on fucking YouTube. Bro, bro, he's incredible, bro. That dude played. He guarded all five positions. Scotty Pippen and the Chicago Bulls won six rings, bro. Damn, you realize that? Scotty Pippen, incredible man. Don't ask me about the fucking future by the nigga trapping in the band, though, man. My wife's yeah. here. I'm fucking Scotty Pippen, bro. I'm Scott. I, I did a lot for this Coin fucking tone. country. I'm Scotty Pippen. I did six a lot. Six rings. Six rings. I have a fucking. I'm from fucking Central Arkansas, bro. I'm Scotty fucking Pippen. I've 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 took the Bulls further than Michael Jordan took the Bulls. Facts. Facts. I was LeBron before LeBron. I'm the nigga that told Charles Barkley, you're fat and you're out of fucking shape and I got rings, nigga. Get him, Tone. That's what the fuck Scotty Pippen is, man. I got rings. Shut down Greg Ostertag. <laughs> Shut down Magic fucking Johnson. He guarded Magic full court. Full court. And you go to, t and you're a paparazzi and you ask, uh, ask me about my bitch's side, nigga? No, you deserve to be shot right Top now. Top 50 player, bro. Top 50. Hall of Famer. The only blemish on his resume is getting cooked by the young Kobe Bryant with an afro. <laughs> That's his only blemish. Getting cooked by 19-year-old Kobe. Yes, afro. Bro, how fire was the afro Kobe, bro? Bro, he was fucking incredible. Bro, bro, now that he's retired and we're not seeing him every day, the afro Kobe Bryant was incredible, bro. God, would ever see a nigga like that again. Bro, he was... He, he, he was like the persona of him matched the game, bro. Man. That's how fire it was. Like came through afro, 
that those Adidas, the 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 crazy eight shoes. What the fuck happened, bro? I don't know. Who's there's better. There, there's been nobody in in since then that's reminded me of 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 a young nineteen year old. You know what? The kid that used to play for the Nets. Um, what's his name? Marshawn Brooks. Remember him? Oh, uh, he was fine. He plays for like China now or some shit like they got that. Him out the NBA. Bro, what happened to him? He was fucking nice. He was nice as hell. I thought he had a future, bro. He too. reminded me of Kobe's game of that young. 21-year-old Kobe, Marshawn Brooks reminded me of that, bro. He was the same height. No, I think Marshawn was like 6'5". Yeah. Same height, had a shot, can drive left and right. Step Man. back jumper. I thought Wiggins was going to be that, though. Well, Wiggins is still young. Yeah. And Wiggins can play D, so I think Wiggins can grow into that. You know what I'm saying? Wiggins is a fucking great-ass fucking defender, man. Yeah. When Thibodeau, when Thibs. And man. Wiggins isn't, he. The, 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 if you think about it, Wiggins steps up. When the game is big, when he mm. plays LeBron, when he plays these players, he drops thirty. Mm. He doesn't fold under those teams. Yeah, he might have some off games, but when it's time to step up, he doesn't fold. Man, he cooked my fucking. He's not warriors. afraid to take the last shot. Like he, Wiggins beat Wiggins is one of the nine losses in the seventy three and nine Warriors. Do you yeah. realize that they cooked him? They cooked him that night, man. It's my favorite player. Him and Westbrook are my favorite player. He's the future of the NBA. Speaking man. of Russell Westbrook, KD, Kevin Durant returned to OKC uh, last night. Shit was no, sad well, to watch. Was, yeah, it was Saturday. Shit was sad to watch, man. Like The signs were ridiculous, man. I'm not even talking about that. I'm Go talking, hard. I'm talking about, like, you know, Westbrook to me, like, if you are any type of fan of any type of competitiveness, right. you have to respect Westbrook, man. You this have dude, to. This dude plays with so much emotion, so much passion. You can tell, like, he wants to win. He wants to slice your throat open, but he can't because he's playing with a bunch of fucking call center workers. Like, Well, hold he, up now because let's be clear. When Victor Oladipo got traded for Serge, Kerry Hilson, Ibaka, niggas was saying Oladipo was the shit. They was co-signing them heavy. Oladipo's nice, and he's still good with them. But he's not on any other team. He's a third or fourth option. Correct. On, in the Thunder, he has to be the second option yeah, in the not, West. He's not a and second he's not. option. No, and, he's he, not. and he's not. He he would come off the bench if he played for the Warriors. Yeah. He he would come off the bench if he played for the Gre- Spurs. Pop, what, no. Yeah. He can't. He not. He'll shoot good. Yeah. Enough. Like I. You know what I'm saying like he's he's a good player, but he's not a second option. Not a second. Not option. a second option. Mm-hmm. If 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 Westbrook got somebody like Blake Griffin, can you imagine how hard those dunks would be? Man. I think one of those courts would come down. But Rico, uh, Westbrook is running basically with nobody. Fuck boys. Like so, James Harden is also running with fuck boys. How is the James Harden project working with Dan Tony having him dominate the ball? And then Westbrook well, they, dominates the ball as well. They only have like four more wins in the Thunder. The Rockets are like thirty nine and something, and the Rockets in the no, not thirty nine something. Yeah, they're only Rockets they're, having a good season, man. Yeah, but so are the Thunder. They're only separated by like four wins, five wins. So that's it. I mean, it's not like difference between James Harden and Russell Westbrook running one man shows with fuckboys. Well, they change uh, James Harden to. Um, they changed went, uh, James Harden to uh, a point guard. Correct. He was playing the two. 
But James Harden, I think James Harden has a better defensive team around him than Westbrook. Westbrook, I mean, I think Westbrook has like like Kobe used to call the Lakers a scrappy bunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're a scrappy bunch. We're a scrappy bunch. Yeah, see the 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 Rockets are forty and seventeen and the Thunder are thirty one and twenty four. So it's a nine game difference. Yeah, it seems like a lot, but it just he has nobody around him. The Rockets were already a good team. You know what I'm saying? They won who they lose? Uh Dwight Howard and Dwight Howard is kinda trash. They gained uh, the shooter, Anderson. So it's like I don't know. To me it's like James Harden has a better um overall team. He has better role than players. Westbrook. He has better role players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but KD goes back to OKC. Uh, KD starts fucking cooking, man. All right, so this is this is what's sad, right? Um, KD's cooking. Crowds into it. He hits a three in fucking Russell's face. And, and they almost got in a scrap. Well, I think they said no at half court. Uh, Russell and they, they had some words, and Russell was saying, "I'm coming." And then KD was like, "You're losing." Yeah, so it's like Westbrook. <laughs> Westbrook has has you know Oladipo, and then that's where it all goes downhill. With James, Adams, Adams is a quality yeah, big. He's a quality big, but you need it. You need shooters, and you need people that are going to score around him. And they only have Westbrook, you know. So it's like it doesn't really work like that. With, they do not have a sniper, huh? They don't have a sniper. I mean, in Houston, James Harden. Who, who does James Harden have? He you got has the Anderson guy. Anderson from- guy he has uh, Patrick Beverly. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. Not, uh, not, Trevor Ariza hits like, quality shots. He has better team around him. With Westbrook, he doesn't have anybody. And it's sad because you could tell. I watched the entire game yesterday, and you could tell Westbrook just was thirsting to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted to win. He had 11 turnovers. When somebody has that many turnovers, it means that being aggressive. he's being aggressive, and he has nobody that can do that for him. The Thunder were up 28-3. to when Westbrook was on the bench. I mean, like, there's nothing... The Warriors were up 28 The Warriors were up 28 They weren't up 28-3. The differential in points plus was 28 Okay. when Westbrook was on the bench. So it's like they have nobody. Like, the Thunder have the two reigning... Um, the Warriors have the two reigning MVPs, the greatest shooter of all time. One Chef. Of the, one of the greatest shooters of this generation, Clay. Uh, John B. A top two, top three player in the NBA of the last five years, KD. They have Naps. one of the best defensive players and one of the best facilitators in the game in Draymond Green, Velvet. who would be a superstar on any other team that didn't have Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on. So it's like, it's fucked up. Like, I don't think Westbrook would ever beat the Warriors. Ever? Ever, unless he gets like another. He got a real... people, on, people on Facebook were saying that Westbrook needs Carmelo. Really? No, I don't think he needs Carmelo. Really? Melo? Ball stopper? Really, he, he doesn't need Carmelo. Carmelo, and I don't honestly. I don't know who Westbrook needs. I don't know. He needs. I know he needs. He w- damn like this was an era of like a Shaq. Like he would be perfect for Shaq. Shaq would be fucking perfect. He with was, Westbrook. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who would compliment Westbrook like that, man. Because Westbrook dominates the ball. He does. But what, but what do you like? What do you think of the rivalry? Do you think it's like it's like they'll ever be friends? You think they'll be yucking it up at All Star nah, weekend? Not unless KD comes back to OKC. Which Man. I don't, I don't see him doing. So I don't think, I, I don't think they'll ever be friends. Like they got into a little heated argument yesterday. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Westbrook was about to knock KD the fuck out. Knock bro. him the fuck out, man. I respect KD. I, see, uh, they I, called the people called him a bitch for bringing extra security. Come on, man. I'm worth millions. I have a Nike sneaker. 
I'm like 6'11". I can pull up from 60, man. I'm going to Oklahoma. Yes. <laughs> like, like a black man's never been lynched out in that motherfucker? No, I'm bringing... No, I'm bringing the fucking... The armed fucking guards there. Yeah, Fuck that shit. It's sad. I mean, look at... If you look at Houston's team compared to OKC's team, it's... You know, you, you can't compare that. Westbrook doesn't have a... Patrick Beverly, a Sam Decker, Eric Gordon. Um, it's sad. Sad to see Westbrook. I hope he gets some help. I don't want to see him leave. It's dope that he decided to stay in OKC, but I, I hope he gets some help. I hope uh, the the GM does something to bring you know get him some help and actually uh, allow him to compete again on that level. Speaking of help, and I don't know if this is speaking of help, but stage two big podcast question of the week. I posed a question on my Facebook page. I said, is hip-hop a young man's game? Young man's game. Is hip-hop a young man's game? And I was getting responses of people saying, 2 chains." They kept bringing up two fucking chains. When I asked, posed a question, is hip-hop a young man's game? Stop bringing up fucking 2 chains in this fucking debate. Stop it. 2 Chainz had a foot in the door. Well, 2 Chainz popped when he was like 38. Well, Hove popped when he was like 30-something. 2 Chainz had a foot in the door, man. He was titty boy. He was part of Player's Circle. New Ludacris. He had Ludacris on fucking speed dial. If you have Ludacris on speed dial and you've already been on a fucking, um, what was that, Duffel Bag Boy? Yeah. Stop, stop using 2 Chainz as... Your fucking um, premise of saying, oh, well, 2 chains popped at 30, I can pop. So what is your opinion? Is hip-hop a young man's game? Yes, young man's game. Like the most super young man's game. Like I don't think um, as an up, coming up as a rapper, you can pop initially in your 30s. But you believe that a Rick rapper... Ross might have been 30, but you believe a rapper that was already signed and already had some type of fame yes. can still make comebacks in the thirties. I mean, Juicy J was what in his mid thirties when Bands and Make It Dance when he had that little run. You're right, but he got, I'm saying he had a foot in the door. Right, he was already a legend. He was already honestly. a fucking legend. He was in a great group. He was already an Oscar award winner. Oscar award winner. He had an Oscar before Leo DiCaprio. Be clear. Yes, be clear. So yeah, hip- Crunchy Black had an Oscar before Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, man, hip hip hop's a young man's game. So like, you you believe? Oozy. So you don't think a thirty plus year old can make it brand new in hip hop? Like like his first run, like first starting out run? Nah, unless they nah, I don't see it. Because Fifty Cent was like thirty one when he nah, when Get Rich or Die Trying was he in was? his twenties? But yeah, I think Fifty had a foot in the door. Yeah. It was a Columbia I mean, Records. They, they all had a foot in the door. Everybody that that popped at that age were already. Um, were already had a career, underground career. You know what I'm saying? You're Most right. of them. Right. And but mainstream wise, they barely. It wasn't like they were still a local rapper rapping in their basement yeah. and nobody knew who they were. Regardless of being local, like independent, like if you're an independent, yeah, rapper, independent rapper. Yeah, if you're an independent rapper, you have to have some sort of foot in the door. Whether you know a, a top producer, anybody, a fucking video director, like fucking know somebody. Like yeah. be. Be dropped from a record label one time in your life. You had to be at least dropped. Well, speaking of a young man's game in hip hop, um, Jay Z is building a roster of some OGs. Oh fucking Rock Nation. Jeez, Fat man. Joe, Jim Jones, Yo Gotti. Who else? 
Who else is on T.I.? T.I. is on Rock Nation. Uh, so why is, is, managed Jay, by why is Jay-Z doing this? Why is he not signing the hottest young dudes and he's signing all the, not has-beens, because a lot of them still have some type of relevance, but why is he signing all these old rappers? I think Jay-Z has a business model of that we can sign these artists and we can put them on the road and like get them like shows. So do you think he's doing it out of out of is he doing it not trying to make money or like what what's the point of like this? I think he can make money but it, he's making like small checks like I don't think he sees okay this is this going to be like a fucking my major income or my fucking bags like we got money we're going to sign you we're going to throw you on fucking title he's, like the locks locks did 16,000 the locks nobody even knows that like that's that's a success story for the locks um I, I think they on rock station now yeah the locks is the locks. so like his Fat Joe project. Fat Joe's always known to have a great single. Fat Joe's gonna come out. Throw him a little. Throw him a little. I know, but uh, title release. What I'm saying is like it. This this threw me for a loop, right? Because anything that Jay's ever, I mean, he separated himself from right anything that wasn't, you know, going to be big. You know what I'm saying like right. He's, he he left everybody in the dust who was on some fuck shit. So. This move kind of threw me for a loop with him because this is not Jay-Z like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, to me, there has to be a deeper reason for this other than just trying to make some small checks. Like, is he trying to prove that that OGs can still sell and hip hop? Sell and hip hop? Is he trying to create like, I remember Buster Rhymes, um, they asked Buster Rhymes, why is he still rapping? This is like four year, three years ago, I seen an interview and they asked Buster Rhymes, um, you know, how does he feel about rappers being old and still rapping? Right. And he had one of the best responses I ever heard in my life. And this what made me kind of look at things differently, right? He said, why in hip-hop is it not okay for Busta Rhymes to make music and tour? But why is it okay for Kiss, the group Kiss, to still... Still tour and make music when they're right. like sixty years old, fifty years old. Because hip hop has is a it cap okay? on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? But that made sense to me. So yeah. to me, my I'm kind of correlating this to what Jay Z is doing. Is he trying to? Because Jay Z's always been about like doing shit that changes shit, changes the game type shit. Changes like the model. Yeah, yeah. So is he trying to make it where he's 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 gonna make Rock Nation? Because Rock Nation's probably the biggest hip hop label. Yeah, in the world right now, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as just pure hip hop, they don't. Nah, young no? money, young money, baby. You, you still got to count Nicki and Wayne. And right. I don't know who the fu- I don't know who's a fucking label right now. But my point is, is he trying to make it where he's trying to change something? Where five years from now, ten years from now, these old rappers will now have a lane. You know, when Kendrick Lamar and J Cole, you know, ten years from now, they'll still have a lane because of something that Jay Z is doing right now. I think so. I think he's, I think he's really trying to set up like a rapper retirement fund. Like finally get these niggas some retirement checks, man. Tired of seeing niggas just out here. Like I saw Jadakiss was in South Phoenix, Arizona, with a fucking popsicle, looking like he's fucking broke, man. The one, the the one that got the guns that the government got. Yeah, like I couldn't even picture. Like I was so much of a Jadakiss yeah. fan. I couldn't even picture talking to Jadakiss, and he's just chilling. In the South Side with a fucking uh, twenty five cent blow pop, man. Nah, man. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I think I guess we're gonna we're gonna just keep um you know seeing what happens with this you know Rock Nation Jay Z situation because to me, 
like I said, it's dope, man. I you know I, I enjoy what he what he's doing. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of Fat Joe. I'm a fan of Jim Jones. Um, so I'm 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 hyped to see where this is going to lead. What this is going to do for some of the OG rappers, because if Jay, if anybody can create some type of retirement fund and create a lane for old rappers, it's Jay Z. He's probably the only one that could do it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's see what Hove does, man. Um, another stage too big question of the week. Um, we should have had a woman in here on this segment, but should we wait on it or? No, we have to. We have to talk about it because this is Valentine's week. Valentine's Day week. It is Valentine's Day week. So when when Valentine's Day is in the middle of the week, do you take your girl out the week before, the weekend before, the weekend uh, after? Because that is crucial. Because All Star Weekend is next weekend. Is next weekend. All Star Weekend usually every, every time around Valentine's. Why Day. do they do that, man? Why? I want to watch I think the dunk contest, it out, bro. Bro, I want to watch. I want to watch three point shooting. Bro, you know what's so dope nowadays though? Like I could watch dunk to- dunk contest from my phone at Benihana. That's true, but, but you're then on my your girls date. start tripping. Yeah, yeah. I want to be like I want to be sitting on the fucking couch watching the skills competition and reading Twitter, reading the great. <laughs> That's probably the best thing ever. Like when you're sitting on your couch on All Star Saturday and you're just got some wings, or you're vegan, so you're gonna be like. Um, Fritas and <laughs> just watch, just watching your timeline. That's so. That's like so amazing to me. You laugh. You get to see dunks. Like <laughs> that's amazing, bro. You're just sitting there reading your timeline. Feet up. All star Saturday wings. But now it's fucking Valentine's Day, and you have to cherish your fucking queen. So this weekend, I had Saturday. Uh, <laughs> All of Saturday, I had games. My kids had games. Okay. And it was mom's birthday. Today, I got something going on. So I got to take my girl out next weekend on Valentine's Day. Because during the week, when you got kids, it's hard to, like, actually do something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? School and all that. Yeah. And, you know, jobs and shit like that. So it's going to be next weekend. But how many people celebrated Valentine's Day this weekend? I know. Like, that would have been smart to plant that seed early. So I'd be like, all right, babe, I'm going to do it this week. The next weekend, don't, All-star fuck, game. don't fucking bother <laughs> me. Saturday night. All right. So, yeah, so the question, question is, of the week. is, is Valentine's sex any different than regular sex? Absolutely. It's different? Yes. How, how is Valentine's Day sex different than the sex Day, you've been bro. getting? It's Valentine's Day. It's I don't different. know. I don't know if it makes it different at all, I bro. think when you're washed... And you you know you're married or engaged and you've been somebody with a long time, you look forward to that type of sex, bro. Like I just read a story of Tracy Morgan and his girl role playing as as Rob Kardashian in China when they have sex. That's some ho- that's highly weird. That's, that's why, highly weird. That's shit. why they're weird as fucking Hollywood. So it's like that has I don't know. It's an event, I guess. I don't know. It's okay, so tell me why Valentine's Day sex is different from everyday marriage or regular bay sex. I don't know. Can't tell you, bro. I think it's one of those unspoken things. It's unspoken. It's unspoken, bro. <laughs> does, the, does the flowers and the chocolate make it better? Yeah, bro. Flowers, chocolate. The steakums make it better. Steakums, some Ray J playing in the background, the goat, the goat, some breezy playing in the some background, Briss breezy, Briss breezy, the goat, 
Man. Um, See, that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> to me, to me, Valentine's Day is if you have a good woman now, if you have a good woman, Valentine's Day is your, which you give your woman because she lets you watch Super Bowl all fucking year. If she didn't bother you any any Sunday or the NFL, she didn't bother you when you was watching the Sunday ticket. She didn't bother you with nothing like pointless. So she gets rewarded with one day. She gets Valentine's Day. One day, bro. She gets it. No, they get Mother's Day. So they get two days. They get two days. <laughs> because during the season we have to ignore them, but it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. So like when get- my when I first when me and my girl first got in a in a situation when we were together, she used to get upset. She didn't understand why, like Sundays I couldn't do anything, right? Because right? it's football season, right? But eventually she started understanding what is important to me, so mm. she started scheduling things around Sundays, right? She started scheduling like if she scheduled a family outing or whatever, right. she wouldn't do it on Sundays. Mm. And if it couldn't be done on Saturday, she wouldn't do it. She would do it next week because she knows on Sundays I'm watching football. She knows you're about to If it's indulge. a game, if it's an important game, like the Cardinals against the Seahawks or something like that, she'll take the kids and go somewhere. Unless and she'll leave me cash. at home with my TV and my remote and let you have the cave. Let me have the cave. That's a, that's that's a great woman, man. Glad See, you're marrying that woman. No, me too. So I don't know Valentine's Day. I I, I don't know. I guess any type you have, anytime you have an excuse to go out and have that type of situation, you're right? I think it's a little different, right? Yeah. Date night sex is better. You know what I'm saying? Like than just Tuesday after work sex. You, right. you know, I think it's just different. It's ba- you put more effort into. Into the whole situation, getting dressed, you know, shit like that. You got to play the role, man. She, women care about Valentine's Day. They care about the color wrapping paper that goes in fucking gift bags. Oh my god, I never understood that shit. I just, I just want to get the gift bag with any color. Like one time, I got put a fucking, newspaper in it. I'll be yeah, happy. I got a Dallas Cowboy gift bag with like some, like some Hello Kitty wrap, like stuffing paper. I didn't care. I was like, it's a fucking gift. Somebody's gonna break it in, like open it anyway. But women care about the bag matching. They were, they care about that shit. So I, that's something that I had to learn in my relationship, right? Because at first I didn't understand, like, why does it fucking matter? Right. Why can't I use old happy birthday bags that we have in the garage? For years. Why can't why you use a Walmart bag? One? Yeah. Get you. A, get why you can't a I just give you the gift? Like, yes. hey, this is what I got you here. Like, why do you have to like open that shit? It makes yeah. no sense. Like, if you get me some new shoes, you wrapping them takes away from the time that I'm enjoying the shoes because I got to I got to unwrap it. <laughs> you just want the box. You want the box. You're right. Makes man. no sense. So, I don't know. I guess in that situation it's better for the woman. You know what I'm saying for everything everything you do like that is better for a woman. If you're putting I think if you put some type of effort into it it makes it better. You know what I'm saying unless you just mollied out. <laughs> Molly. Mollied out off that yak. Flocka off the sea rock, man. <laughs> the sea rock. Valentine's Day. Shout out everybody. Happy Valentine's week. Um, I think we done wrapped everything up, man. Did we? Uh, yeah. Shout out Nico G. Uh, he's recovering from a DUI. Um, no, respectfully. He's not recovering no, from no. DUI. That's allegedly. We had, we had, <laughs> this is Sunday morning. Tony it's actually Tony Rico in the morning. Tony Rico in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Mike the Motivator. Mike the Motivator. Uh, yeah, make sure you, um, 
I got I got a couple quick hitters here. The Imperial Wizard of the KKK died. Good riddance. I don't even know what an Imperial Wizard is, man. Madonna adopts Malawi twin girls. Shadow Madonna. She was hey, adapting some niggas. You know man. what's crazy though? Like they doing some weird shit in Hollywood, man. That that actress, uh, uh, Charlize Theron, whatever yes. the fuck her name is, she adopted a black baby, a boy. From like um, I don't know Some country in Africa I forgot what country What was that is. movie She was in with Will Smith Charlize Theron Yeah the fucking Superhero movie Oh that, yeah yeah, yeah. Hancock a, that, Hancock Why couldn't we get bro, A part fire two fire was that movie bro Will oh give us God. a part two Will Smith Give us the a part two The second greatest rapper Of all time Give us a part two bro. Yes We want a part two With Hancock Great ass fucking storyline Ah, That movie was fucking Phenomenal bro Slept on man What that bitch do though Yo so she adopted a black baby boy from Africa. I don't know what country it is. From you know, the boy was little, very little. Now he's like eight years old. His name's Jackson, and he dresses him like a girl, like dresses and like pink dresses mm. and and pink shirts and like long hair with like pink beads in it and shit. And it's like, damn. And now there's rumors about some type of conversion, like of the, him believing that he's a girl. Just want. It's highly weird, man. They do fucked up shit in Hollywood. So I don't know. So I hope Madonna treats his Malawi twin girls good. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else, bro? Yeah, make sure y'all um remember catch me um February nineteenth at Keith Sweat concert with uh, Urban AZ. I will be hosting that. Bro, have you gone to a Keith Sweat concert before? Yes, a lot of times. How is the Keith Sweat concert? Incredible. Bro? Keith Sweat is probably the only person I get starstruck by. He comes in the back. Is it fire? Yeah. Keith Sweat concerts are incredible, man. Everybody's just in love, man. For real? It's in love. I, it's, it's a If you want to go to a great concert with you and your queen and you and your goddess, come to a See, Keith Sweat concert. You, you have to... The, you being a host, you can appreciate things differently because you have to see everything, right? Even yeah. if you don't want to see nothing. Right. Like the day you told me at the funniest show you've ever seen, funniest comedian you've ever seen stand up live was Eddie Griffin. I couldn't believe it. Funniest shit. I'm bro. like, out of all the people you've seen, you've seen Chris Tucker, yes. you've seen, like, you're telling me that Eddie Griffin George is the Lopez. funniest one? Yeah, George uh, Lopez. We didn't talk about George Lopez. We didn't. So <laughs> let's talk. We got two minutes here. Okay, George Lopez. Uh, I went to this show actually. George Lopez, Dale Hewley. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he makes a joke. He says, um, he two said, things Mexican can't do is can't do you, you can't park in front of our house and house. not marry a black person. Yes. And yeah. then uh, I believe a mixed woman stood up and flipped, gave George Lopez to birdie. And George Lopez told the bitch, get the fuck out. You did can't jo- take a did joke. he even finish the joke, though? No, nah, he did it, man. So like, what? Shut the fuck it's up. It's a like, joke. Yes, you're at a comedy show. Like, I'm married to a black woman. I have black and Mexican kids. Yes. I don't take... It's a comedy show. It's a comedy show. Shut the People fuck up. People are going to be offended. Yes, why are you there? You're in the front row. When you're in the front row of a comedy show, per, be prepared to get Especially cooked. at a D.L. Hughley show? Yes. That's his... That's his. That's what he does. What, at the end of every DL Hewley set, he cooks. He goes in the front row and then he cooks freestyles. Freestyle. Legendary. He's probably the best at it as yes. far as cooking audience members. Yeah, him and uh, I would say Mike Epps. Mike Epps cooks. Mike Epps fucking cooks, dog. Yeah, so I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't see. I just saw a little bit of the clip where George was like, "Why the fuck are you at a comedy show if you're taking offense?" Which that kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I'm Mexican. I was born in Mexico. My girlfriend's black. I have, you know, half breed kids, and I don't take offense to it because it's a comedy show. You're right. 
I want to hear the, what the joke was. I want to hear the joke. It was funny though. Like, and the then joke don't was let's funny. be fucking honest. I'm Mexican. Mexicans like when you tell uh, when you tell your your mom or your grandma that you have a black girlfriend <laughs> or a white girlfriend in a different race, they're like, "Oh my god, what?" Because it's not common. That's crazy. I want to hear the joke. Yeah, I want to hear the joke. George George Lopez is funny as fuck to me because he's not afraid to diss black people. Like I like I like to hear those jokes. I think from that perspective. I think he has the respect of black people yes. enough where yes. they don't. It's 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 a. It's an understanding of what is about. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like after after he kicked homegirl out, uh, went backstage. George Lopez was like back to like in his fucking like outfit, like it was like some hood shit, bro. <laughs> I was like, I fuck with George Lopez. I fuck with George Lopez. So to me, I don't give a fuck, man. This this you're at a comedy show. Take a fucking joke. I understand you paid thousand dollars to sit right there. We understand that, but you're at a comedy it's a show. Joke. Yeah, you're probably saucy. You're off C-Rock, Hennessy, Cavassier. You was like, if you weren't sober, you're not standing up in that situation. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I, I, I wish I want to hear the joke. Yeah, I want to hear the joke. So that George that, Pe- that situation applies to me, and I don't take offense to it. So. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, George Lopez. Friend of the show. But uh, no, what I was saying is, is dope because like you see all these like Keith Sweat being a fire concert. I would have never thought about that. You know what I'm saying incredible. Like Eddie Griffin, there's no way in hell you could tell me that that that. I know I trust you because you know you 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 know you've seen so much shit. But yeah. if somebody said Eddie Griffin's the funniest stand-up comedy, I'd funny be like, as Get hell, the fuck out of here. Funny as hell, funny as hell, great comedian. Um, what else you got coming? Also, catch me February twenty-sixth doing the Migos concert in Phoenix. Yes, Migos concert in Phoenix, um, presented by Urban AZ and DJ Ware. Uh, Quavo what, Hive. Quavo Hive. That I would actually be in Vegas that weekend. You're gonna be in Vegas that weekend. Yeah, so I won't miss. I've already I've already interviewed Quavo before and Amigos. So I've already been in that legendary presence of the greatest MCs of all time. But I would actually be in Vegas this weekend. It'd be the first time in Vegas, huh? First time in Vegas. You hyped? Hyped. I'm hyped to go by a fountain and fucking kiss down something nice. Kiss down my um with leg up. My young tender. With leg up. My fresh face tender. Leg leg up. <laughs> You know when you kiss the girls, to, <laughs> the girls put their leg up and like the moon's in the background. Yeah, I can't wait to go kiss in front of a fountain with my fresh face tender and um yeah. So, Migos and um I think that's what I I said right. Oh, then um R and B fest April, but we'll talk about that later. A lot a lot of people, but yeah, make sure you follow uh Stage Too Big on um Instagram. Think Stage Too Big. Follow us on Snapchat. Follow me Two Tone Superstar. Follow Nico G. On um, Instagram at Nico Gorgeous. Follow him on Twitter, Nico Gorgeous. And you? Follow me on Instagram, The Flourisher. Yes. And Facebook, Rich Rico. I don't know if you're adding people on your Facebook uh, now. I don't really. <laughs> I have like, like 1,200 friend requests. <laughs> yeah, I don't really fuck with hey, adding people on Facebook no like more. If, if like a bad bitch adds me on Facebook, I don't click because it's usually like a, a catfish account. Yeah, I don't. I don't even look at the friend request anymore. So I know I have some people who's like, "Yo, I sent you a friend request." I'm like, "Man, I don't even look at the friend request." Yeah, anymore. man. Yeah, Instagram. Man. I mean, it's not private, so anybody can add me on there. Yeah, man. We appreciate everybody for listening to Stage Your Big Podcast. This is episode 13. We 13 shows into this bitch. We will see um, you next week. See you next week. Nico will be back. Nico will be back. And signing off. Signing off. Happy Monday. Happy week. Happy Valentine's Day week. Let's go. Stay your big podcast. We out.